This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so Sal, I mean, it was a schlacking. Is that the right word to say? The Bills dominated. Whatever him. adjective you want, partner. Uh, destruction, throttling, shellacking. I don't care. Just use it because it fits. I feel like week one, and we're going to talk about some of the other games that happened on Sunday as well. Week one is like your ultimate overreaction. And people are super high on teams that they shouldn't be super high on. And they immediately get super low on teams that probably don't deserve to be super low on. I think Monday, like we knew the bills were going to be a contender. I think Monday almost gave me the reassurance that I needed. Like, yeah, they're that good. Like, I think this is more about the bills than it's about the Rams. I think the Rams might be overrated. Like, I think they're probably still a playoff team. I don't think they're going to be a contender this year, but the bills are really good. Like the things that they struggled with last year, it felt like they addressed in the off season. And that was on full display. Like we talked about their lack of consistency with the pass rush and Oh my goodness, was the pass rush unbelievable. And I know the Rams lost Whitworth and they don't have an unbelievable line and everything like that, but that pass rush, I mean, they had seven sacks. What are they going to have against most teams? Four or five, Like that's still really good. We had questions about the secondary. They held their own. They weren't great, but they held their own. And the offense is just like they were going up against a team. They have their holes on the ramps, but Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and Bobby Wagner, and they put up 31 points while turning the ball over four times. Like it was just an incredibly efficient and dominant day for the bills. No doubt about it. Every single facet of what they did was good to great. Really, right? I mean, from Josh Allen's passing, running the ball certainly did well. I mean, you, you, maybe they didn't have the greatest day running. They ran the ball very efficiently, very well. But more than anything, Matt, I think what we saw on Thursday night is maybe, and this is crazy to say because they have Josh Allen, right? I'm not trying to say it's more important than Josh, but I think if the Bills do reach their Super Bowl aspirations this year, they get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, whatever, it might be because of the defense. It might be because of the defensive line. And yes, of course it's because of Josh Allen. I'm not dismissing that folks. Of course, I think, you know, the guy could win the MVP, but maybe the difference of getting over the hump over the last few years to this year 
is how good this defense can be. And I will tell you, you know, I've said this to you at camp. I would say this is the best I've seen this defense look since I've been covering them. Mm-hmm. I said that at camp and that was without Tredavious white, but there's a difference at camp when you're going against your offense every day, you're not tackling people to the ground. You know, you're not playing your starters in preseason. It's okay. Let's see it in the regular season. They were so dominant. I think to me, the story of this season might be about the defense and how great they can be. They're so deep too. like Shaq Lawson didn't play in this game. And huh. I think when you look at the depth, like there will be injuries. So as we continue to kind of get farther down the season, these are the little added layers that they have that they haven't had in years past. Like, okay, you have an injury to an edge rusher. Not like you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. You've got all of these other guys who you can call upon. Something happens with the linebackers. You love Terrell Bernard. You really like Tyrell Dodson. You have these guys like Saran Neal and eventually Christian Benford and probably Kyrie Elam who won't be on the field a ton whenever Tredavious White comes back. But it's nice to have that insurance policy because for so many years they haven't. And then, of course, the biggest thing is just the dynamic ability that Von Miller brings. And we're not even just talking about the sacks that Von Miller gets. It's how much attention he requires and what that opens up for the other guys around him. Like I know Ed Oliver left the game. We haven't had an injury update on him yet. Other than the fact that he's, you know, day to day, he's sore. He was seen leaving the stadium with a boot, all of that stuff. But like, even if he is sidelined for a couple of weeks, I believe in the depth that they have on the defensive line, really anchored by Von Miller that they'll be fine. Like they'll be able to tread water, not even just tread water. They'll be able to win a lot of football games. Even if they do have to rest guys mm-hmm. like at Oliver, who gets dinged up or like Tredavious white, who's waiting to make his season debut. Even if Josh Allen doesn't have his a game, they can win with defense. They can win a number of ways. I think they could even win running the ball a little bit. Again, they weren't great at it, but they were good enough. They were efficient. I thought, you know, Devin Singletary averaged what six yards a carry. I think when it was all said and done, and he didn't get the ball a ton, but that's what they did. Um, let's talk about Vaughn for a second. Yep. I mean, could you have scripted a better debut against your former team uh, for your new team, the Buffalo bills, uh, this guy, not only the stats, the two sacks, but the way he did it, the bull rush on one, the up and under duck on the other, that was just talked about the next day, even like Chris long talking about, Oh my God, Chris long said, if I did something like this, I'd be injured. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, this guy, the things he can do to see that up close and personal, when you're kind of focusing on it, because it's the team you cover pretty special, Matt. Well, there were times when we saw him in one-on-one dil- drills during the summer, during training camp, where he just made his, you know, teammate look silly. And we're like, well, how much does this translate to a game? And as it turns out, it does translate. I, I remember one of the conversations we had on the podcast was like, do you think that Von Miller can get double digit sacks this year? And we were both like, yeah, he can. I don't know how much, how many he'll get, but like, we think he could get 10, 11, 12. That would be a really, really strong year considering the kind of veteran leadership he brings to this team. I think he's going to be one of the best edge rushers in the league this year. Like I know historically he is already one of the best edge rushers in NFL history. I think that like, after what I saw on Thursday night, like he still got it. Like he might not be a hundred percent Von Miller that he was when he was 26, 27 years old, but he might be 90% Von Miller. And that's still better than anything. The bills have had in a long, long time. And it's different than like, God. so for me, I think back to the, because Bruce Smith is before me. So I think back to like the premier pass rushers that I've watched the bills have, I would say like Mario Williams was great. Those couple of years, Jerry Hughes was really, really good. Aaron Schobel was really, really good. 
Von Miller's just built different. Like the way he does it is just like something that I've never seen before, at least with the Bills. Pretty unbelievable. He had some help too on the defensive line, meaning as far yeah. as getting to the quarterback. The Bills had seven sacks. Mm-hmm. Every one of them came from a defensive lineman, Matt. They did had they had zero blitzes in the game. Zero uh-huh. blitzes, which is extremely rare, but yet seems to be something Sean McDermott does and no one else does. It's actually yeah. have a game with no blitzes. There's some stats out there about that. But how about seven sacks, all defensive linemen, no linebackers or defensive backs? We're talking about Jordan Phillips getting in the act and Greg Russo, AJ Epinesa, mm-hmm. right? These guys, everybody getting in on the act uh, on the defensive line. And I just think that this group, I, I imagine, I think they're going to go into every single game basically with the edge um, that they can beat the group in front of them. If they can control the line of scrimmage like that, that'll help so much with those linebackers being able to flow. And how about the the young corners? It would help them so much because you can drop more guys into coverage. They don't have to have all that pressure on them. They don't have to be on an Island and Kyer Elam and Christian Benford specifically can basically have, you know, a little bit less stress and pressure on them to have to make plays and to get up to speed as quick. I think about it this way, and this might be an oversimplification of this, but if I asked you what was the weakest part of the bills roster last year, what would you have said? Probably defensive line. Okay. I agree. And now we just said that they might have an edge with their defensive line in every game that they play with all of those other strong positions returning with basically the same units. So we just took the number one defense from last year and took their weakest part of it and made it a strength. Now, when you think of the potential of that team, even without Tredavious White, like we were just talking about them not blitzing. Like, imagine getting that kind of pressure without blitzing and having Tredavious White back in coverage. Like, if you're an opposing offense, how do you beat? I mean, like, there are ways to beat it, but it takes a really special player and a really special game plan to do that. And when they get to the playoffs, when they get to where they're trying to go, they will face the players who can try and solve that, but it's a lot tougher when you've only got two or three seconds max to get the ball out of your hand because you've got Von Miller, Jordan Phillips, AJ Epinesa, Boogie Basham, Tim Settle, Ed Oliver, like <laughs> chasing, like we're just banging, like rattling through names here of guys who can get home to the quarterback. It's amazing. Let's get on to the uh, offensive side because, of course, Josh Allen still had a fantastic game. The guy started off 10 of 10. He would have been 11 for 11 if Isaiah McKenzie had actually hung on to that 11th pass, and that became an interception that wasn't on Josh. He did throw one pick that he probably threw a little bit late over the middle, but uh, overall, I mean, this is what you love about Josh. He's super aggressive. He was making throw after throw. They they had a great game plan, Matt. They got the ball out of his hands quickly to neutralize Aaron Donald so that he didn't wreck a game plan. I love that. They, they ran toss sweep a lot more than yeah. I've ever seen. I think that was to get away from Aaron Donald. What a great game plan um, by the offensive coaching staff. But Josh Allen specifically, I mean, here we are on Sunday night. There's been players that had maybe better stats over the weekend, but Josh making an early stake to a candidate for MVP like he's been touted. He was in, he was sensational. We don't often get to sit and watch like NFL red zone. Like a lot of people do just because the bills are playing. And when you're covering a bills game, you're watching the game that's happening in front of you. And then you're doing all of your other responsibilities. So you kind of piece together what's happening around the league from different highlights, from the coaches film, from all the different things that we watch. And today was a good example of me being like, wow, like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, like they're, they're, those guys are in like a class that, really is. There's a big, I mean, Justin Herbert's awesome. I think Joe Burrow is really, really good, but like I'm watching other quarterbacks today 
And then I'm seeing some of the mistakes that they make, or I'm seeing some of the plays that they don't even try to make. And it makes right. you realize just how good the bills have it with the guy. That's, you know, the face of their franchise, not just now, but for years and years to come. Yeah. No doubt about it. Now, um, any, anything else we, we we'll get to a couple of negatives here positively. I mean, Stefan Diggs, we could talk about Gabe mm-hmm. Davis. Um, the wide receivers looked great. They were catching the ball. They were making plays. I think there's been a, there's been a bit of a, maybe a narrative, I guess you'd say, or a wonder about how they're going to get downfield. They don't have a ton of speed. They got downfield. Gabe Davis got downfield. Stefan Diggs got downfield. I think they can get downfield a little bit better than people realize they can get downfield because they're such great route runners. And because Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen together, the concepts they can come up with and having Josh's ability to keep his eyes downfield and throw. And I would say shout out to Devin Singletary because I feel like every year it's like the Levi Wallace thing. Every year, the bills tried to upgrade the position and Levi Wallace just kind of won out the job and proved that he was going to be the guy. And this summer they draft James cook, who I still think is going to have a role. I know what happened on his first career carry, but Devin Singletary looked effective as a running back. He looked effective in the passing game, which is really valuable to them. I think of that one play where it was like second and three, they dump it off to him. He gets contact right basically at the line of scrimmage and he turns it still into like a six or seven yard gain that leads to a first and goal for the bills. That was right before the McKenzie touchdown. And he also held his own in pass pro. So I think Devin Singletary, like when the games matter the most is going to be once again, the running back who gets the meaningful carries, who gets the reps. Everybody on the team always talks about what he does when he doesn't have the ball in his hands and how valuable he is. And also, and I know we got a little banged up in the game. Reggie Gilliam is awesome. And he does so many things that people don't talk about, but my goodness, there's a reason they gave that guy a new contract. Cause he is just like, the perfect little chess piece that teams would love to have. That's right. Um, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like when they announced the contract extension, there was a bit of some head scratching from maybe some bills fans, mm-hmm. but you saw why, right? I mean, he was on the field. We, we saw it and how good he is in every facet of the game. They can use him in so many different ways. He is the ultimate Swiss army knife. You know, as we say about a lot of those types of players, all right, listen, they played great, but there were some things to clean up. I, I like to say, This is a coach's dream. You win a game comfortably, and yet there's a whole bunch of stuff you can bring to your team and say, we need to be better at this, and we need to be better at that. Number one, Matt, putting the ball on the ground. I mean, James Cook on his first NFL carry. Zach Moss is there closing in on trying to score again. And then, of course, Josh even on the interception. That's going to happen sometimes with Isaiah McKenzie. The pass that becomes an interception. The turnovers, specifically the fumbles by your two running backs, just can't happen. Mm -hmm. I know. And I mean, you think of like the situation you, it can never happen, but they get away with it because they played such a dominant game and because they were up by so much. But if you're playing a close game and like, we've talked about this team, not being able to close out close games in the past, that stuff can't happen. So I guess in a positive way, you try and nip it in the bud now and you realize like, okay, it didn't hurt us. We can learn from it and we can move on. But those are the kinds of things that can hold back a team. And if they happen at the wrong time can completely derail a season or a game. And that's what they got to steer clear of. And the other thing I'll ask you that I think was a negative from the game perceptually 
Josh Allen's running a little bit too much. I think I, I didn't, I didn't like it late in the fourth mm -hmm. quarter. I didn't like Josh running up three scores and taking shots. And even Sean McDermott kind of alluded to the fact when we heard from him on uh, the next day, he basically said, yeah, that is something that we're going to have to talk about. He talked about, there was a waggle pass, which is basically getting out. You pull the guards. So they're out in front of them, but he's got his option to run or throw and nothing was there. And he ran instead of maybe getting out of bounds or just throwing it away. Those are things I think that really made Bill's mafia a little frustrated that why are you running Josh Allen in these situations? The game is in hand, especially they don't want to see him run. Maybe even sometimes when the game is tight, especially though, when it's in that situation, I think it's more insulting to bring case Keenum into the game for your opponent than <laughs> it is to still have Josh Allen. there running. And I have a theory about, I agree with you, Sal, but I have a theory, you know, the stiff arm play that everybody yes. has seen a million yes. times. I think Josh Allen slowed down on that play to initiate the contact contact and stiff arm that dude. Like I, I really, I genuinely think he did that to try and fire up his team and also to try and fire up himself because he knows that like I can physically dominate you and throw you into the earth. I, I really do think that he slowed down because he could have got that corner. I, I truly believe that Devin Singletary said he was laughing when he got up. And if you watch the replay and you pay attention to that, he truly was our buddy. Bill Whippert had a great shot of Josh's <laughs> face that I tweeted out. And he's like, and as he's going on the stiff arm, it was great. But, but just the, um, the running of Josh overall, the volume of it, especially late in the game when they were up, were you comfortable with that? I was not. No. And I think that that's one of those things we saw it last year. The turning point was in Tampa in the second half of that game. That's kind of when they unleashed Josh and they were like, go do whatever you need to do to win games. Right. I think at this point in the year, like there's a time and a place for it, but I am much more an advocate for the timely scrambles than the designed quarterback runs that could potentially lead to like, he is a freak. I, I saw that like, I think coward called him like Giannis. He's one of one. I've heard other people say he's like LeBron. There's nothing you can compare him to physically. He's just that dominant. Like I, I think most times he's going to bounce back up, but it's just trying to avoid the times that maybe he doesn't. And that's where I lie. So like, I'm not overly concerned with it, but it is something that I think they do need to be cognizant of that's him specifically. And I have one other very small gripe sale okay. with the game. And mine is, I don't like when teams run on first down and I just talked about how effective Singletary was and it, it could very well be game plan specific. It could very well be like uh we're trying to avoid Aaron Donald. We're going to run away from him and we're going to give ourselves second and four, second and five, second and six situations, which is probably what it was. But I always feel like you're kind of playing catch up when you run on first down. If I was an offensive coordinator, I think I would pass every single time on first down. And if you didn't have a game, then I would just do it again on second down and I would do it again on third down. That's just kind of my mindset. And I'm always like the guy too, who's like Josh Allen's the best player on your team, put the ball in his hands as much as humanly possible. It worked out for the bills, but I'm curious to see if that's something that continues because with Brian Dable at the helm, they very rarely ran on first down. Do you follow uh, Warren Sharp on Twitter? Oh, oh yeah, he's he's, he's big into this. He's big yeah. into this. He has these he has charts and graphs for everything, and I think he's basically given a direct correlation between the more often you run on first down, the less often you win. <laughs> the teams that yeah. do it more often don't win as much. Like you can't do that. And then there's even more about how like running on second down after a first down incompletion. Like what are you doing at second and ten? So I, I agree with a lot of, of what you said right there. All right, let's um. Let's turn the page and look towards next week and talk about what happened over the weekend and how that impacts the bills. And let's answer some questions.